Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, listeners, before we get to your show, this is a blast from your past. Were you hanging around in the 90s watching Nickelodeon before you got too old for it and started smoking weed and doing drugs? Well, then you should know us. This is Danny Tamborelli and... And this is Michael C. Morona. We're here to ask you to check out our podcast, The Adventures of Danny and Michael. And here's our on-air producer, Jeremy, to tell us what you'll be hearing. You can hear things like... Minisodes, full episodes, nostalgia dumps, interviews with some of today's hottest comedians. That's right, Jeremy. All of those things and more. So check us out. The Adventures of Danny and Mike on the Seltzer Kings Network. You're now listening to The Bradshaw Boys. A podcast where three relatively grown men binge the iconic HBO series, Sex and the City. So dust off those DVDs and grab yourself a white wine or even a Cosmopolitan and settle in. Take it away, boys. Let freedom ring, guys. Welcome to the Bradshaw Boys, a podcast where three guys watch their way through Sex and the City for the first time ever, mostly. Hi, I'm Corey Cavan. I'm Kevin James Doyle. My name is John Sieber. And our guest is Felicia Pollock. Welcome, Hi. Felicia. Hi, guys. <laughs> we're v- we're very excited for you to be here. I'm really excited to be here. We're really excited for you to be here. We all have to say it. Kevin, say it. Hi, Felicia. Hi. Did, was that a thing for a while? It's always a thing. It's always a thing. I when did it become a thing? I don't know. I remember at work a few years ago, my coworker was talking about someone she didn't like, and she said, Ugh, bye, Felicia. And I legitimately thought she was saying goodbye to me. So I turned around <laughs> and I was like, Oh, bye. And Is everyone he, uh... was like, What's wrong with you? And now it's like I've embraced it. It's like my Instagram handle now. You oh, know. nice. You have oh, to own great. it, I think. What's your Instagram handle? Bye, Felicia Pollock. You can follow me on Instagram. Everyone See? check her out. There yeah. you go. Usually we plug those at the end, but oh, that's okay. no, I'll I'd remind say you at the end. To you're a social me. forward person. I'm going to feel very out of touch, but where is by Felicia from from Friday written by Ice Cube yes that's, oh. the, that's the official title of that movie it's like <laughs> it's like Precious basically based just on thinking. the novel <laughs> so that's been Sapphire. around for Friday yeah. by Ice Cube that's been around for a long time then because yeah. Friday is not a not a new movie it's like 23 years old yeah oh. I think it blew up I don't know like two years ago is just like an internet thing okay like re re-entered the normal I don't know that's why when did you start feeling it two years ago about four. Four? Yeah. She was also named Felicia, so she probably heard it a lot the more. Her whole life. Yeah, I've heard it for quite, quite some <laughs> My time. grandma always said it when I would leave her house and like my parents when I would go over to school. They were pioneers. Well, well uh, I, I, I sounded like I was going through puberty then. You okay? I am going through puberty. You're going to start getting hair in some really weird places. Wait, what else happens, Joe? <laughs> just oh. go with it. <laughs> that would be great if that's how you told your son. Shh, just go with it. Just let it happen. Okay, Dad. Uh, Felicia... We are really excited to have you on, but could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to our Sex in the City podcast and why you're going to be a fantastic guest? Okay. Well, a friend of mine randomly knows you, Corey. That is true. And she texted me and was like, I know this guy, he has a podcast about watching Sex in the City and he needs a guest. And I recommended you because I am a Sex in the City connoisseur. Ooh. And can you tell us what our friend who used to, I think I can say this, our friend who used to work very closely with Cynthia Nixon. 
You could say that. Okay. I just I just did. Yeah. So we're just gonna leave it at that. Yes. What did she do? She knows she knows Cynthia Nixon. She worked for a she worked for a publicity agency. Yes. She yes. was Cynthia's oh, okay. publicist. Yeah, yeah. She was nice. Cynthia's publicist. And um I saw her at a Cynthia event. We had worked together on a TV show years ago, but she had told me that you're a Sex and the City kind of sore because you used to host a Sex and the City trivia show. I would host Sex and the City trivia at various bars around New York City. Yes. Wow. What was that like hosting Sex and the City trivia? Because I've only done trivia like a few times and it's always like random. It's always bar trivia. It's always like random sports and mm-hmm. music things. I've never done like theme trivia before. Yeah. I, mean, crowds I, well, like? I didn't always do Sex and the City. I did other things, but that was like my niche. Um, Mainly, I was just frustrated because no one seemed to know anything about it as much as I did. And I would get annoyed with people like, why are you here? You don't know anything. And then someone would think that they knew something and try to argue with me. And I'd be like, this is not a democracy. I am correct. (laughs) Um, Did you ever were you ever wrong? Did anyone ever successfully argue something that you were defending where you were wrong? No, never. No. Wow. How many times defeated? How many times have you seen the show? The series? Oh, countless. Okay. Like I can see a screenshot or I used to be able to be able to see like a screenshot and just based on like the outfit, I'd be like, oh, that's, you know, oh, that's so season funny. three, episode five or something wow. like that. I kind of lost that, you know, Rain Man-esque quality of it, <laughs> but I'm still very much. Do, do you have a favorite? Because we're today season two, episode four or five? Season two, episode four is today. Yeah. So we've been told by a lot of people, especially at the end of season one, that we're in for some real treats. Do you have like a favorite, and you don't have to describe them, mm-hmm. but like a favorite few episodes and like what season and episode they are, if you remember? Sure. Uh, we were just talking about this before. I would Because say... I bet some of the listeners will be like, oh my gosh, that one's so good. Yeah. And we don't know. I mean... Where we are right now in the second season, it's still trying to find itself. You can see it's working its way there. My particular favorite seasons are seasons four, mm-hmm. um, the Aiden years. Mm. We've heard a lot about Aiden. And I feel so when we started this podcast, people who listened to it have heard it before, but Kevin had never seen any episodes. John had seen a few mm-hmm. and I had seen a few. And I think I've seen an Aiden episode. And what I remember, and I know this from one of our past guests, Shanae Alexander, I think Aiden was a furniture designer. He was a furniture mm-hmm. designer. He's very handsome. John Corbett. There we go. John that, Corbett. That's the actor? That's, that's the actor. Who, yeah. Ah. Um, so yeah, I would say season four and then the first half of season six. Wow. Season six is divided into two. It's six A and six B. Okay. Oh, okay. So what about what? the movies? What's your, what are your I don't thoughts consider the, the second movie that's not canon. canon. No, that, that movie is an abortion and I refuse <laughs> to talk about it. The first movie is wonderful. Do you this is I find so like I guess we're so spoiled now to be able to get whatever you want out of like a piece of art like it used to be it's like oh there's a movie or there's a tv show and then it's like oh that was nice and now it's like so many something finishes and then it's like when is there going to be more Mm -hmm. and i feel like when they rebooted uh arrest development everyone was so excited and then it was there it was like oh i guess we really liked it and then sex in the city it's like did you guys push it Everyone's like, we got to have a three. And it's like, we I don't, don't know. Maybe you just didn't need the second movie. I agree with you. It's the whole thing about like British television, how it seems like yeah. they do it better where they're like six episode seasons. They usually do two to three seasons and maybe they do a Christmas special. Well, yeah. In the end of when I first watched House of Cards, it got to season three and season three was so 
not good. Awful. And it's based on a British show, and it ends at the end of season two. So in House of Cards, the actor, the former actor, Kevin Spacey, <laughs> he, he like pounds the desk. He becomes president. He wins. And spoiler then, alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah, from, from from the end of well. season two of House of Cards? I've only I've made it through it. half of season one. Yeah. I don't it's, support people like that, Kevin. Well, <laughs> never have. I never have. Never will. But it was I so- turn off K-Pax in the middle of it. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but it was it was like so obvious that it was like, oh, you guys didn't know what you didn't know when to stop. But I guess like yeah. also there are instances I'm glad there's like 150 episodes of Seinfeld. Well, I was just about to I'm say Seinfeld went out on top. Like yeah. you always want to leave a party mm-hmm. while you're still having a good time. Yeah. yeah. I kind of feel like 30 Rock did the same. Agree. And I, I'm and a I, big 30 Rock fan. I, so am I. But I feel like 30 Rock stayed pretty consistent. And like I love I loved the American office. And even though I love mm-hmm. the British one, I love the American, but I dipped out like in the last, like second to last season. And I did the same in Parks and Rec. I was mm-hmm. like, all right. But 30 Rock, I feel like stayed strong. Yeah. Yeah. The, I agree with that. What What would you say is the most egregious part? Like what, mm. besides it just be, being generally bad, which we're prepared for in two years when we watch it. But what, why is it so bad? Like, is there two or three specific things that's like this? Like as a critic. I mean, I don't know if you guys are gonna go see the second movie. I don't want to give away any plot points, but I mean, it's called Sex in the City. The city is New and York. They're in Morocco, mm-hmm. right? They're in Abu Dhabi. Okay. Well, they filmed it in Morocco, but it's supposed it's to be set. Abu Dhabi. And you, you're taking them out of this basic element that makes the show right. so great. Like this, like people say, like Sex in the City. The city is the fifth character. Yeah. So you remove that main element. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? Can I curse? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> It's so it's so funny watching like when you don't know the ingredients of why something is good mm. and you're like you're just like why do people like the show they love the wimp they and they probably didn't even know that they made that mistake until like people started watching it or like what the fuck and they're like oh yeah like you got they got so used to thinking they knew why people loved it and and then they didn't. Yeah. Maybe they're going to keep whittling down to where like the first, the second movie, the character of the city was gone. The third movie, Kim Cattrall will be gone. <laughs> the fourth movie, they're going to kill off Miranda. <laughs> At the end, it God just, the bed. end, the end is just watching Carrie meditate for two and a half hours. Just like, in the and then at the end, that someone just goes, superpowers yeah, and, and just... someone goes, was that it? And Big comes in and just goes, absolutely. And then it like... goes to black. Or like Carrie with a snow globe and like That's the city was in the snow globe <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> That's a saying elsewhere reference for you people. <laughs> for some reason, I was thinking it was a. I was thinking it was an Orson Welles reference of uh, Oh Rosebud of Rosebud Rosebud Manolo Bud. <laughs> whoa 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 whoa! Spoiler alert! Hey, listen, if you're gonna do it to ha- House of Cards, I mean this movie's <laughs> been around since 1941. It's a sled. <laughs> the ship has sailed. Yeah, um, the sled has sailed. This is, yes. But how did you, real quick, before we get mm-hmm. into, before we go watch the episode, one, how did you like first see Sex and the City? And two, did it did it influence you in moving to New York? Because you've been yeah. in New York for a little I'm while. I'm actually born and bred New Yorker. I, I was born so, and raised in Brooklyn. So you were especially mad when it's like, what are they doing in Abu Dhabi? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so just real quick, um, when I was like 13, maybe a little younger, maybe like 12, the show was still on airing every Sunday on HBO and they would replay episodes throughout the week. And there was a time where my parents would drive into the city every other night to pick up my brother from school and I would be left alone. And I discovered it home alone, channel surfing. (laughs) And I was, you know, 12 or 13. I was like, they're cursing. They're naked. 
they're having sex. And I was like, I'm going to watch this with a little pervert. And I would like <laughs> wait for them to leave and I DVR or whatever. And I, I, I came in on like, I think that's why I love the fourth season so much because mm. that's how I discovered it. I discovered oh, it sure. in the fourth season, had to go back, you know, to watch it chronologically. And it was like my own like little secret. Like no one knows I'm watching this. Mm, yeah. And then I finally came clean to my mom and I was so scared. I was like, I've been watching Sex in the City while you're gone. <laughs> and she was like, okay. And then we like watched it together every Sunday night. And that was like our show. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and I went back and I watched it from the beginning, you know, for my 16th birthday, I got the whole box series in the pink suede box, which mm-hmm. I still have. I have coffee table books and. Wow. Yeah. I, I think there is kind of a theme of, of the way that people have found the show of like, it's a secret. And then they right. like found their, their other group of people that like know mm-hmm. about it. So I it is a like, shirt that said, I'm a carry. Uh-huh. And a tank top that I bought that said, I love sex. And then very little letters and the city. And my mom <laughs> let me wear it. I don't know what she was thinking. I think it's probably because like you probably thought it was so bad to watch. But meanwhile, growing up in New York, you had Manhattan Neighborhood Network, which just played Robin Bird. And like, do you guys know what that is? No. no. You Wait, you don't know what that is? No, Manhattan Neighborhood Network? Manhattan Neighborhood Network. It's it's Careful of spoilers. It's <laughs> it's cable access after midnight on Manhattan cable stations, and anyone can do well, I'm any from Brooklyn. That's why I didn't know. Oh, maybe that's true. I guess it maybe it didn't play in Brooklyn. I saw it when I first came to visit the city in 1999. Uh, we were like staying with a guy that lived at NY that went to NYU, and he was flipping through the channels, and there was just this like weird, very low produced pornography oh my God. and we were like what is this and he was like it's local tv you can do anything you want after him, yeah. midnight they can't censor yeah, him can. and uh and so you're, you can't censor up to a point i guess and there's a woman named robin bird who used to host this call-in show who's this like she's been around since like the 80s or something like that but i guess i'll have to look this up i'm the only one that knows about that <laughs> We got to get her on the podcast. We got to get Robin Brown on the podcast. I think you should. Robin, I think listening. she's literally, I, literally, I think she's maybe in her late sixties, early seventies or something. That's great, fantastic. Maybe, maybe she's not that so old. So we, we should get her on the podcast. We need to move to go watch the episode, but before we go, could you uh, drop a like a medium um, strength trivia question for that we'll answer when we come back? Medium strength trivia question. Yeah, like okay. not super hard, not 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 easy, but like. Something okay. that will make our Only listeners up really for the have episodes to... that you guys have watched. Or... No, I think it could be for the whole show. I'm going to see if any of the ep- uh, the listeners can think of the trivia during the, okay. the interlude. One of my favorite questions that I like to ask, and this might be hard, but is what is the bus line that has Carrie's ad on it? M51. Oh, no! Don't answer. Don't <laughs> sorry. Don't, don't say oh, it. sorry. It wasn't <laughs> for the. It's, it was, it was it's not the M51. For, it's for the listeners. Anyway, we'll, we'll hear the answer when we come back. Yes. And it's not the M51. It's not so the M51. that's your that's your hint. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Phone a friend. Sorry, guys. All right, let's go watch the show. Episode 16. They shoot single people, don't they? Single and fabulous Carrie gets a horrible photo taken for the cover story of New York Magazine. Single and fabulous question mark? Miranda fakes orgasms with her current boyfriend, and Charlotte starts dating her handyman. Samantha dates a club owner and is befuddled when he starts calling them a we right away. And now, back to the boys. Welcome back, everybody. 
Wow. How many of you out there went and watched the episode? We hope you're doing that with us. You stop it, you watch it, you come back, and you just have that conversation with us. Every yeah. time you listen to this podcast, when it, when it comes to when the lovely voice comes in and reads the description, I hope you pause it. I hope you walk up to your boss and you say, hey, I'm taking 30. No, I'll take 22. Yeah, like 20, 22. I'll take yeah. like 22. Yeah. You, you turn on Amazon Prime or HBO Go, you, you watch could- the episode, and when he comes back... And, and your boss says something to you, you throw a drink in his face. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you go Absolutely. to the bathroom, you do one of those like work bathroom breaks. You could just come back and be like, oh, I didn't feel very well. Meanwhile, you were just watching Sex in the City in the stall. It's, it's <laughs> easy, guys. It's really easy. We planned it all out for you. But I want to hear the answer to the trivia question. So yes. no one, if you, if I'll put, I'll, I have to remember to put an Instagram up, but <laughs> go on our Instagram now. And put your guess as to what the bus line is in there, and then you can say whether you got it right or wrong, or something like that. Does it make sense? You can just yeah, we can we can be honest about it. It's a, yeah. it's a game on, of integrity. A game of integrity. We have integrity. You, our listeners, we know have integrity. Some of the most. In, some of the most. Some of the in, most integrous. Integrous. Integratuous. Sure. Listeners, Those are we words. have some of the biggest integers listen to our. Podcast. <laughs> so listen, hit such pause. as. 111 that's right and 246 that's right both of those <laughs> okay hit pause answer kevin's qu- answer uh felicia's trivia question and now that you have unpaused it let's talk about the episode what what's, what's is the bus line the bus line is m2 m2. the m2 that goes right down fifth right down wow fifth how many of you got m2 Hmm. How many of you are, are just listening and being like, shut the fuck Quit just, telling just me what to do. Yeah. Just talk about the episode I'm already. my own boss. Yeah. Okay? I run my own business. I can't be taking 22 minute breaks all the time. Um, hey. they, sh- they shoot single people, don't they? That was, they do. I don't know if it's because we haven't recorded in a little bit and we're like, we're back. But man, that was a good episode. That was a fantastic episode. It was a really, really great episode. And how, uh, you watched it last night prior to seeing this again. I watched it when I got us. home from work last night just to you know, refresh. That's it, awesome. how, how does this rank in in uh, season two episodes? I think it's one of the better ones. Okay. I, I, season two is not one of my favorites. Sure. It's still finding its footing. Yeah. But you can sense in this one that there is great writing and there are mm-hmm. you know, great character arcs. And, yeah. mm-hmm. It's still humorous. So Some, this is a solid episode. Very solid. Yeah. Before I really we get into it... it I don't know if you can, John, because it's so dense. Could you quickly give us a rundown of just what's going on? Yeah. Just just yeah, for, yeah. The, so, for the listeners that didn't hit pause. Of course. Gonna so there's going to be the the summary, but uh, the, I would say the essence of that episode was, uh, is it better to fake something than to be alone? And I, mm-hmm. I had a better, better kind of w- way of saying it out there. Uh, but everyone was wrestling with faking one thing or another or getting faked or having the double fakes uh, to avoid either being alone or what were some of the other ones? I mean, everyone was faking, faking an orgasm, right. faking, faking, orgasm, orgasm. Faking, faking relationship, relationship. faking wanting to be in, in New York when right. you're just tired of being here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I guess the, the Carrie asked the question, when did become when did being alone become the same as a, being a modern day leper? Like, why is being alone such a horrible thing? And the trajectory of the episode, uh, they're out having fun, being single. And by the end of the episode, she kind of, uh, they all fake something to make themselves feel better about being alone. In the end, she kind of just sits in herself being alone. And out the, at the inciting incident being that they stayed out too late and then she went to get, um, be on the cover of New York Magazine 
And they said it was just going to be a sample shot, but really she had no makeup on. She looked right. horrible. And then mm-hmm. that ended up being on yeah, news. She was supposed to be one of the. Me so much, which I can get into after. Okay. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's get into let's, it. She was going to be one of the most featured single people, kind of like how Time Out New York, the magazine in New York City, does the like the undateables or like right. the featured which is like singles. like a fantastic segment in that mm-hmm. magazine. Yeah, totally. And then she ends up being on the cover okay. all haggard looking from staying out all night. But just from a personal point, like I'm a publicist and there's so many things wrong with this situation that yeah. would never ever happen in mm-hmm. real life and it... This is one thing about the episode that really drives me crazy. Be- because the, all of that would have been checked. Like All of that would have... And what annoys me is there a point where Carrie says, like, I have to go home. I'm having a picture taken tomorrow. And Miranda goes, well, all press has to be cleared through me. Like, bitch, you're a lawyer. All press should be cleared through Samantha, who's right. actually a publicist. That's true. Or, but, Carrie's, or Carrie's editor where she works. Well, well I don't Carrie that's, works that's, for the New York Star. So she doesn't... They wouldn't I, totally off the subject. The, it's based on the observer, but it's, it's not a real paper. Was it named that because of Darren star? Oh, that's a very astute observation. Why? Thank you. Um, <laughs> it's possible, but also I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> sure. one. But also the Stanford's boyfriend at the time who worked at the magazine, which is how Carrie got featured was like, I had nothing to do with the cover, but he's the photo editor. So right. he had everything to I do with the so cover. I would be so mad that guy at was Stanford the worst. if I were yeah. Carrie, like, she he really threw her under the bus I and did. then was just like, oh, also, you're fine. Also, she was she was, I think, in total an hour late, which is not professional. But like I. But again, as a publicist, people are hours late, people are all, late the fucking all the time. time. Axel Rose made a career out of it, yes. everybody. But no, but you're like people are late for normal circumstances. And an hour is like not the worst, especially if they had to shoot, what, 20 other people. Like yeah. they would throw their schedule off. But come on, that, that's not crazy. OK, I'm going to push back. Oh, on, okay. on what you said and Ooh. say, don't it don't you think there are a lot of modern examples of like you go in thinking it's like a good piece and then people get like screwed over in the piece? Like if we, the general the gist of what happened, maybe the specifics of like an hour or someone would have checked. But I feel like there's like lots of times where you think like earlier in the year they did like um with Donald Glover had like a big New Yorker piece. And then there's all this debate about whether like they, he let the person in too much and then he like was made to look like a huge asshole or was he a huge asshole. And I bet when they started it, they were like, Oh, this is going to be a fawning New Yorker piece on Donald Glover. And it ended up making him look crazy. No, totally. I mean, I don't know if everyone's seen that Johnny Depp profile in Rolling Stone. That's like, no. Mm -mm. So basically like Johnny Depp really quick wanted to have like a story about his you know, finances or whatever that's mm-hmm. supposed to make him seem like he's this Hollywood crusader and like uh-huh. the piece is a disaster and it just uh-huh. makes him look crazy and now is no one wants recent? to work with him. It's like as of oh. two, a couple days ago or oh, something. Oh, no. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but, the, you know, there's a point in the episode where like, well, we can't sue them. They could, Carrie could have absolutely sued, sued for like libel or something. And like Samantha as a publicist should have been on the set with her and she's like, well, what kind of feature is this and who else are you featured? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she says like they said it was single and fabulous exclamation point instead of single and fabulous question so, mark, which means she had to have something in writing telling mm-hmm. her what. Yeah. Kevin, are you saying that that when they first hired Carrie to do the piece, they it was supposed to be about single and fabulous. And then since she came up so haggard looking that they pivoted. Yeah, I was I was I guess I was thinking it seemed on the outside, maybe not the, the ins and the outs of it. Because I'm not a publicist, and because and I need one, so I'd love to hire you. Okay. You seem like you'd be great. But um, thank you. But <laughs> um, but that it seems like there's lots 
it seems like a common thing that you think you get this awesome piece and then it turns out horribly. Like you said, with that Johnny no, Depp No, that thing. happens all the time. But when it's something as big as like a cover, uh-huh. there's much more push-pull negotiation. that goes. You don't just like show up like, oh, I'm going to be on the cover. Like, yeah, yeah. Also, they didn't tell her she was going to be on the exactly. cover. Exactly. It was a total surprise. So it seems like it would be like, by the way, you're going to be our cover piece. Yes. Also, she said there's going to be time for makeup, right? And they were like, yeah. And then maybe they did makeup, but they didn't use the exactly. makeup pictures. Mm-hmm. That's it a, sounds like it's a bait and switch. You guys are making a lot of excuses. Excuses for someone that stayed out too late and showed up. <laughs> she deserved. No, I'm kidding. I, I obviously I think she, you know, she got screwed and everything. It's just uh, I think this is a whole thing where you thought Donald Glover deserved to go down. <laughs> <laughs> also, That's I why we the, started the podcast, just yeah. so we can bring it full just circle. So we yeah. can bring one of the most talented people down. Um can we talk for a little bit about Miranda's power walking techniques? Oh my oh. gosh. So there's a scene where they're all walking around the New York City Reservoir. Is that what that's called? The Jackie Onassis it's the Jackie. Reservoir? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is that? It's on the Upper West Side. It's, it's in like Central, Park. Central Park. Right in yeah. Central Park. Kinda it's that huge, huge body of water right you, in the middle. If you ever fly yeah. over the city, like when you're coming in or coming out to the land, you see it right in the middle of Central Park. It's like a massive lake. Yeah. I okay. think the I think just around to go around it once is like two miles. Wow. I think it's a mile. Yeah. It's like a mile and a quarter or something like that. I was always saying it was too much. <laughs> I've been lying for years. I'm going to put you on the cover of Runner's World saying that. <laughs> I know. I'm going to be sure be like, you're actually going to be on the cover and like the whole scope of the piece and don't get screwed. Um, I'll go with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Felicia, double check all this. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they're walking around. When, when in the episode where they walk in, so they go out of the salsa club, they stay out all night. Uh, which, it's, by the way, it's before she sees the magazine it's cover, before the cover comes out, yeah. so it's after she's she, done the shoot. She, she yeah. finishes smoking her cigarettes in the exercise, which I thought was funny. So much smoking, so much, and then she goes episode. to buy a new pack of cigarettes, and that's when she sees the oh. cover. But yeah, Miranda's power walking side was ridiculous. It's just insane. It's so good. Like when she was just doing like the double arm. Like, I do think when they like, nail like slapstick type humor like that, like sometimes it can. It can be like, that's not realistic. And then sometimes I'm like, I don't know if that was realistic, but it seemed so true. Yeah. It was just so funny. And so like, oh, it was, that was one of my favorite scenes. Oh, of was the such episode. a good scene. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Charlotte's like stretching all over the place. Like her butt up on the fence. Yeah. How would, um, how would Samantha exercise? Do we, do we know how Samantha exercise? I mean, I feel sex, like. Sex, baby. Yeah. Oh. Oh. They did such oh. a. cardio. They did such a good I job. I would sexercise. Showing everyone's personality through their exercise. Where was she? I don't know. She was probably hanging out with Spanish Seinfeld. Yes. Boom, 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 boom. With, with. Um, <laughs> Like maracas. Yeah. And then his friend busts in. El Jenny. Hola, Newman. Hola, Newman. The watch the episode if you haven't. It totally looks like Seinfeld. It really does. Um, I thought one thing that was a weird, cultural, interesting thing is how popular yoga pants are now. That na- like at that they would have three perfectly bright colored. Lululemon type mm-hmm. yoga pants, and I love those Adidas pants that Charlotte had on. Those should definitely come back because those are those. solid. But I was like, it's funny that that has become such a thing because those worked as perfect workout gear. But now yoga pants, the past like six or seven years, are such a thing. Wait, do you mean were they all wearing yoga pants in that scene? Not they weren't, not really. But in in real life now, they definitely like that oh, yeah, demographic. And then they would throw on like a big sweater and just go to work in yoga pants yeah. and a big sweater. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know. I just thought that was funny. I was like, you those Adidas pants. I'm like that. 
those were the same, I mean, style, they're just tight pants. Mm -hmm. But now that's like what everybody yeah. is always wearing yoga pants, mm -hmm. especially on Saturdays and Sundays, your yoga mat. Yoga pants, brunch, those rose, those tank tops that are like no way rose or yes way rose. Yeah. Netflix so. tacos, naps or something. Yeah, like I know. It's, like, like, it's like, it's everyone being everything. just like, I don't do it. All I do is fuck around and drink. That and is, it's like, well, you wouldn't look like that then. It's like <laughs> that entire, that entire fashion aesthetic is like, all I do is drink, but first I do coffee. Yeah. But first coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I think you do cocaine too, because, <laughs> um, there is something to just, are we, I'll, I'll bring up my most New York thing because now because it is a very New York thing, which is like most places you travel, you can't stay out till four in the morning. Mm -hmm. And it is like, there's a very, it's very realistic that on a Tuesday you're like, Oh, I got to go. And then if you're not careful, you can stay out till some absurd night. Totally true. Like time in the night that is just not even acceptable in any part of society in the rest mm -hmm. of the country. Totally. Like, do, is any other city stay out till four New Orleans. in New York? New Orleans? New Orleans, New Orleans kind of like never closes. Yeah, just never yeah. Like. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas is always like that. Yeah, and and I, then I guess Atlantic City too. Like casino cities are maybe like that, but like which city, is a city. bad sign because people should be working here. It's you know what I mean. Yeah, but I do think that was a thing. I'm like I could count, I could count on multiple hands how many times you're like, mm, I better I'll this stay month. for one more <laughs> this month. I mean, <laughs> I had a four o'clock uh, night last night, so I was not feeling my best this morning. I was, and uh, you're not a big four a.m. I'm not night a big guy. four a.m. night guy. I'm I'm usually circling the wagons at around like midnight. But mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you got to go out and have a little fun. You got time off. You miss yeah. your you miss your photo shoot this morning. I did miss my photo shoot this morning. Wait, did you miss it or did you show up an hour late? I showed up an hour late and oh, I had no. decaf coffee oh, and gosh. I looked like smoking? absolute garbage. Uh oh, <laughs> was there time for makeup? There was no time oh, for Wait, no. was your buddy Danford's boyfriend? Was he... Uh, Danford? Your friend Dan. Danford. Dan yeah. <laughs> Danford. My name's Danford, and my boyfriend here is a total jerk. <laughs> and he's producing the shoot. Um, uh, yeah, well, actually, I mean, we said this, but like the the way we came up with this podcast was one of those nights for all of us. It was a weeknight. We were all out till like four in the morning. We almost got our bike stolen. Yeah, we had we have pictures of that night, and we look like we look like we should be on the cover of New York magazine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Could like, you imagine if if you had a magazine a f cover page of your picture after some of your four oh a.m. nights? Just I, like how awful you look and puffy and horror. It would be the worst. There's times when you look when I've had those nights, and I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm just like, ugh. Like I wonder what if I always look like this for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Like if, what if your face never, the bags never go away and you just like, you're just like, I can't do that again. And then by noon, you're just like, what's everyone doing tonight? How do you, how do you think Sean Penn feels? <laughs> That's his entire life. He looks like that and he smokes and is angry. But he still had found time to film Milk. He did. Which is, he's, he's been in some fantastic movies. So I want to talk about all the, all the, all the different fakes that were going on. Okay. Cause there, there yeah. were, there were quite a few fakes. Uh, there was. Miranda's fake. She was obviously faking uh, the orgasm so she wouldn't be alone with Josh. Mm -hmm. uh, there was Charlotte who was faking to be in love or ha want a relationship with the the guy that would fix all of her stuff. Mm -hmm. What was uh, um, Samantha was faking just interest in a guy that wanted to have. Like, no, he was. He faking. was faking. He was faking, he was faking was her. Faking. She was like swooning. Yeah. And 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 Carrie's fake was. That she was, what was hers? She's like she was happy, like 
happy that she was single. Okay. Okay. So out of all those, which ones do you think is the, like the worst or most, uh, like what is the worst one to, to fake in real life? Yeah. Um, I think what the guy did. Yeah. Was pretty egregious. Yeah. I mean, it's obvious. She said, oh, Carrie said that he he was faking, he was a faking, faking the future to get what he wanted in the press. Yeah. I, I think, you not just I think guys that all the time. Yeah, um, I am justifying it. I'm just have justifying it. <laughs> but I I think the standing her up at a restaurant was like extra extra that was douchey. That was douchey. That it's standing, but it was not fun. No. Yes, yeah, so, and then she stood up the Pakistani bus boy pretty hard. She slipped him a twenty. She slipped him a twenty. Okay, that, that she... felt weird. She was like, she. What's happened in the the episode when Miranda the threesome episode mm-hmm. when Miranda goes to like meet this couple to be yes. like we threesome with me and then they're like we would love to and they're like very sweet about it and very nervous and you can tell they're like I think this is what we want to do and then she I'll be back and, she, and, she, and yeah. she leaves yeah. and Samantha at this point it was like Carrie's voiceover was like and in her mind and it, but Samantha makes the decision and just doesn't say another word to the guy which was so weird because I was like the viewers understood what was happening. But the Pakistani guy was just like, if you take me home, you won't be alone. And then she just looked at him for a solid 45 seconds and didn't say a word and walked off. <laughs> Came back, put money now. in his hand and then walked off. I just think she could have been like, that's very nice of you. I need to go. Yeah. No, Thanks you're for right. the bread. I would say, thank you for the bread and the water and cleaning up that wine that I spilled. <laughs> I would say, and this is part, just part of the sex in the city world that we've walked into and heard about and read about that. It's like major, major issue with diversity. And it yes. is funny that it's like, okay, this is, it was weird that they said like they used character and, said Pakistani. Yes. To just be like, ugh, whatever fuck a guy like that. That's how yeah. it that's came off to me. Totally. And not and it didn't have to be that, but the way the way that it played and it, you're especially it ends out when it's like, oh okay, everyone says there's not diversity, there's there's the character. And just the way that she did it, it was it was like, I don't know, you could have just said busboy. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> maybe the rewrite now, it's like, leave it all the same, but maybe just say busboy. Also, why not just fuck him? You fucked the doorman, the Irish doorman from earlier. Yeah, but he's white. That's yeah, true. yeah he's white. exactly. But <clears throat> I do think um I would say what he did seemed the worst because he treated her the the most poorly. He was like, mm. You're gonna stay in my place in the Hamptons, then just totally ditch her. Yeah, he did mm. in one night. He seemed to get out a lot of a lot of like life planning promises mm-hmm. in one night, and then he just like never saw her again. I'm trying to think if I've done that before. I mean, I think we've all done You've it. Never it's... been to a restaurant that night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you wondering... don't have a house in the Hamptons. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever lied and told a girl that I had a house in the Hamptons. <laughs> if you've ever done the stand up before, though, D- no, absolutely not. Yeah, I- I've been I've been stood up once. Um, but it was like, it was, it, they just kept on moving the time and then finally mm. like, I'm leaving. I told yeah. you about that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Shanae's friend said she listens to the podcast. It's Shanae's friend. Oh. Messaged her and she's married now. Wow. I wonder if she listened to it. I, forget. I wonder if she's listening right now. Are you listening right now? If you are message, you know, right now, you know pa- your name. Pause the podcast. Text Kevin. <laughs> text Kevin. And then listen Put it to it on her Instagram. Can we do another trivia question? Can yeah, we, we can. A, can we do a like uh, a medium, medium, oh. okay, hard in medium between hard. medium and hard All trivia right. question? If you need a second to think, I can interject something. Yeah, 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 I did because you talked about uh, Kevin. You brought up some sort of oh the yoga pants thing. One thing that I thought was interesting about this is that 
Carrie's choice of wearing a bucket hat through half the episode. <laughs> there was that like kind of denim bu- bucket hat that looked like. Remember the company Triple Five Soul? Yes, it looked oh, like yeah. a Triple Five Soul bucket hat. I don't think it was. I am. I love a good hat. I really so do. I. I do. I think everyone kind of looks good in a bucket hat. I feel they were the best. My at the head's beach. way too big. You gotta get a bigger bucket. bucket hat. I don't bucket. think they make them that big. <laughs> we're gonna, to, you you have, need to wear just an actual. We're bucket. gonna need a bigger bucket. <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger bucket. <laughs> I literally just have to put a sand pail on my head when I wanna get a bucket hat. <laughs> a wash tub. Yes. Okay, so for the trivia, again, it could be any episode because this is for the listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Okay. Of course. So here's my trivia question. And we have some of the best, some of the most integer. Integer. Yes, the best integers. <laughs> okay, so um, in the episode. Uh, in season four called The Good Fight, mm. what designer outfit does Aiden want Carrie to throw away? Oh, wow. What designer outfit? Should we reveal the answer to that at the end of this episode? Sure. Okay. I would like Whatever to do I would like to do. to do a really hard trivia question at the end of the episode. Okay. So okay. And then really we'll leave it open-ended oh. and see if anyone can get it on really? Instagram okay. or social media. Okay. So then you want to answer that one now? Well, let's let's just like let the listeners think about it for uh, a, think a second it. or two. Let's and don't Google circle. it. Don't be a fucking don't Google loser. It. We can circle back and talk about Miranda's power walking techniques <laughs> just a little bit more. Go on a walk right now. Tell your boss you got to go on a walk. <laughs> a tell power him, walk. Tell him your kid's uh-huh. sick. Go power use your walk. arms. Use, use your arms flail. like like flail Cynthia, around. and then come back and answer the question. Okay. All right. So Bradley Cooper. I mean, that was that was. Nuts. In his television debut. Fantastic. That's crazy. Yeah. You know, there's like Was he, he in movies before that? I don't know. We would have to look at when he his movie debut yeah. was um was Wet Hot Crash? American Summer. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. He was in he was that was his first job out of school. So this may have been um before. I don't he know. Wet, Wet Hot was like what, two thousand one? Yeah. So, so I think this was before. was like ninety nine or something because it's I'm gonna I'm gonna, fa- two, I'm gonna fact yeah. check this because I want to see if he was in something like a TV movie or sure something. Sure he was in like Law that. and Order or something. Um He was oh, and he was in the Stella uh Oh, Stella really Stella Shorts was his first thing? We'll 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 check on this. We'll check on this. I think um Amazing. it was crazy seeing him because now he's movie star a-list guy but he even for his first tv thing you see that you're just like yeah you're you're a-list attractive you know like he didn't look like a dork back then that's Mm -hmm. like oh we got to butter him up and like look great like even chris pratt like in parks and rec it's like you're a handsome guy and now he's in jurassic park you're like back then he was called chris fat (laughs) yeah he was chubbier. Yeah. Tiny, yeah. Chubbier guy. But Bradley Cooper looked like he was at the top of the yeah. acting food chain even then. Yeah. It's a good looking dude. I just, I just looked on IMDb. First ever credit, Sex in the City. Wow. Three credits later, uh, Wet, Hot American, Wet Hot American Summer. And then our producer, Jeremy, just said that he was also in the Stella Shorts, which was the Wet Hot guys, like their internet videos. Well, listen, if if Bradley, if you're listening, come on the podcast out here <laughs> to chat. We'll chat about We love you in Limitless. All right, I want to. I want to. We've had enough time for people to try to figure out the trivia question. What is the the answer? So the designer is Roberto Cavalli. Roberto Cavalli. Oh, I was gonna guess. I was gonna guess Massimo. (laughs) Stussy. Target. Okay. Triple Hot Soul. Moschino. Well, we have. um, There's two things. I want to talk about faking the future. Well, we. uh, Yeah, faking the future to get the present. To get the present, but also the faking the orgasm thing, because it's pretty, <clears throat> pretty like, I don't know, it's it's a trope that's talked about plenty in television and culture. Mm-hmm. And the way that they went about this was her, 
I liked when she decided like, okay, I'm going to teach you. But it was like, it's sort of weird to just be like, yeah, this, like finally when she told him, like she wasn't honest. It's like, you've been faking it the whole time. So why is that necessarily the guy's fault? Right. Because also, you've been faking it this whole time and then complain and be like, guys, never know. It's like, well, yeah, you got to fucking explain to him that right. you've been off on the clitoris. She, uh, I also thought it was also total sidebar, but like when they were walking around, the, when she first reveals that she's faking it. Total sidebar, but what? What's a clitoris? Total sidebar. What is this? I, is that? What? I don't understand. Is it a transformer? What is it? Um, no, when they're walking around the reservoir and she reveals that she's been faking with this guy. Is her hair extra red? Did she go through a, a real a real bright dye job for season, season two? Season two is okay. much yeah. more red. Much more red. Okay. So then she... I, one thing I thought was interesting was when they start talking about her faking it, they're watching some like softcore porn on mm-hmm. TV and the woman immediately is like, uh, and she's like, see, guys watch that. And then they think once they're in there, like it's, it's good. And I kind of felt like this show being 20 years ago, there was a thing where... Because I've read so many things about like Sex and the City 20th anniversary. I was like, was that like a monumental thing to be like, everyone's used to watching TV when this happens. And then like, there's finally a show that speaks out. That's like, no TV sex is like lying about how to please women. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the show was groundbreaking and it's depictions of female sexuality and what it, they talked about. And I don't know. I mean, when I first watched it, I was like, what's an orgasm? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I was 12 years old. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Well, so you were saying you think I think I, so that she happened? did the right thing by by being by explaining to him, and clearly he it, his character is not great either. Because at the end, finally, when she does fake come, he's just like, "Go me!" or what's yeah. he say? He's, he's like, like, "I'm the man." I'm the, the man. man. Which, I thought he was really funny. He did a really good job. Yeah, yeah he was really funny. Fierce. He yeah, did a great a job. Not the actor. I mean, the character did a great job making her come. <laughs> no, um, he w- he was a great actor. And then when she when she the last one when she faked it, it was like over the top ridiculous. So the top. Yeah, it's it so, so like so cringeworthy. Like, so then he felt like he really did the job. But there's the thing where she starts explaining it, and I thought this was like good character depth, where he was like, "I know how it works," and then he was like, uh, "Okay, okay," and then somehow they step back, and he's like, "Okay, teach me." Yeah, and that seemed like it was gonna be on like a good track. It also kind of weirdly harkens back to when Samantha was trying to teach her small penis boyfriend how to have sex oh, with her. James, James with a tiny weenie, <laughs> James with a little twinkie. Now you kind of you kind of stepped back and touched your chest when we when you, we brought up James. Do you have a special spot in your heart for James? Um, I mean, because it's the first time you really see Samantha like fall for a guy, and oh, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. But I just like that was so funny when they finally broke up, and he's like. Do you ever think your vagina's too big? <laughs> yeah. Like he was like this awesome boyfriend right. up until that point. And like yeah. as soon as you mention anything about the dick, he's like, well, fuck you, bitch. And like walks out. So oh, man. he was, I liked him up until that point. Right. This is a soft spot. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. It was a soft spot. <laughs> Literal soft spot. Literal soft, a tiny little soft spot. It was like a belly button. As I, someone who's an expert of Sex and City, I would love to hear some of your favorites. Do you have a favorite? Boyfriend, do you have a favorite character in the show? Do you have a ca- uh, a character that you particularly identify with? You said when you were twelve, you had a shirt that says that you were a Carrie. I had a shirt that said I'm a Carrie. I'm a Carrie. Do you still identify as a Carrie? Mm, yes and no. When I was younger, like everyone wanted to be Carrie. Sure. She was the star, and yeah. she had the great shoes and the cool job, and like everyone wanted their Mister Big. And you know, back then it was like. Oh, ill. No one wants to be Miranda. Like, if mm-hmm. you call someone a Miranda, it was an insult. Right. But now, like, Miranda's having a resurgence. And yeah. It's like, oh, we should mm-hmm. all be Mirandas. Right. Miranda's like the baddest bitch. 
Um, I th- personally, I think I'm a mix of all of the ladies mm-hmm. except Charlotte. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a Charlotte. Um, but as far as boyfriend goes, I'm very partial. And again, like I know you guys haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. But I'm really partial to Steve. Uh-oh. That's what everyone says. And I'm really partial to Harry. Steve, talk. He's going to do his, a spinoff podcast that's just about Steve. Oh, my God. Can I be on that podcast? Yeah, Steve, talk. It's not a spinoff podcast. It's going to be a, yeah, a, a part, of, a part a, of this a podcast. It's a small section of this I podcast. I love Steve and I love Harry. I Can you give us the best Steve fact that you know? This will be our first ever Steve talk. Is he the one that owns the bar? Cue the music. Cue the music. He's a bartender. Oh, okay. Yes. Steve. Okay. Okay. Steve talk. Hey everybody. It's John Sieber. <laughs> Welcome to Steve talk. We're here with our first guest, Felicia Pollock. Hi. Could you please tell us a Steve fact? God. A Steve He's fact. He's a huge New York Knicks fan. Big New York Knicks fan. Wow. You heard it here first. Yeah. Signing off of Steve talk. Wow. So uh, we went to, talk. we went to a Cynthia Nixon event a few days ago that was at his Steve's bar. At Scout? O'Neill's. Well, O'Neil's? it's called Scout it's, in the show. It's called Scout but it's in the O'Neil's show. It's O'Neill's in okay. real life. Yeah. yeah. And um, and yeah, it's a pretty nice bar, actually. Mm-hmm. It's got an amazing carved wood ceiling. Mm, yeah, cool. it was way... Is it a dive bar in the show? Mm-hmm. Okay, because no. it looked like... I always figured it'd be a dive bar, but you went in, it was very classy. The cool, very dark classy wood. Irish bar. Um, kind of Irish. So who are the guys in this that... Uh, was there any positive? What do you think of the actor guy? Out of those guys, let's say you don't know their fault that they're not going to ditch you. So it's a club owner that owns a place in the Hamptons. Spanish Seinfeld. Spanish Seinfeld. Spanish Seinfeld. Spanish um, Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> and uh, the actor, the actor who does like the odd jobs around New York that's like a little older, that was a pretty recognizable yeah. person yeah. in New York. And then who was... Uh, who was uh, or or the ophthalmolo- ophthalmologist who is into him thinks he can give girls a orgasm and Cooper and, and B Coop and, and B Coops. Wait, what was it? Who do I think? Who would you most want to uh, go on a date with or just date? The ophthalmologist. Really? Yeah. Miranda's guy. Because yeah. he's a doctor. Yeah, I'm a Jewish girl. I want a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. What about you, Kevin? Yeah. Who would you most want to go on a date with out of those four? Who was I most fearful of being? Um, the actor who's just uh, 40s and just being like, ah, oh, I hate. We've brought you here for a reason. Yeah. We need to talk to you. <laughs> but I, I mean, talk about I also would love to um, have a little romp with Kristen Davis. So. Yeah, you or Charlotte. A, sorry, you do have a you do have a Charlotte thing. I do have a Charlotte thing, but her character constantly like lowers her mm. on the because it is funny. There's they. I feel like they. She's the least consistent character because they know that she'd be boring because it's sort of like Charlotte. Did you swear? And then she's like, mm, I'm gonna have this guy fix my sink, and then I'm gonna fuck him. Like that is a pretty not Charlotte move. So I feel like they let her off the chain in normal ways. And then other times they write her into being like super uptight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Was that I mean, a it, Charlotte move to just be like, Ooh, I'm going to sleep with them. You know, in one, in a weird way though, Charlotte seems very pr- accurate and believable in New York city. Cause she see, she, maybe it's just that type of girl, but she seems very much like I'm a career girl. I'm kind of uptight, but I'm also like want to date guys. I want to get married. I want like there. It feels like, I mean, I guess they're all types, but there's nothing fantastical about her. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've met like tons of Charlotte. Oh yeah. Also Charlotte kind of, I don't know why I, maybe it's because she lives on the upper West side. For some reason, she reminds me of the store West Elm. 
Charlotte, I, I Charlotte does not live on the Upper West Side. Where she, she doesn't? Where she live? Well, in the beginning of the series, she lives in the West Village. Really? Yes. Oh, really? Taste that. West Fourth like and Taste oh, that, that fucking Oh man, that's what is it? West Fourth and what? West Fourth and Bank. Oh, okay. what a oh, beautiful that's right. Street. But wait, so she lives? Oh yeah, because when Capote Duncan exactly. takes a cab down. He gets we off. We should have Capote chaos. Duncan talk. I Good think. God, oh. you don't understand oh, man. how much we want that. And, and Duncan. Duncan talk. Can you get? Can you get in touch with him? Capote Duncan. Or I messaged him on Instagram. Jeffrey Nordlane. Sure, no. I could try with my resources. <laughs> Listen, we love Duncan. You do that. I'll slip you a twenty like you're a Pakistani <laughs> butt boy. <laughs> Why do I have to be a Pakistani bus boy? Why can't I he just be a bus was. boy? He just was. I listen. <laughs> Darren Starr just noticed that detail. He's a scribe. What else is he going to do? Calls it like he sees it. Yeah, so she oh, lives man. in the West Village, and then she will eventually go to the Upper East. Oh, okay, Upper East. She seems like she's meant for the Upper East. Yes. Does very... anyone live on the Upper West? Miranda. Oh. Miranda. Where does Samantha live? Samantha, I think, started off living on the Upper East and then moves to the Meatpacking District. Oh. Well, at least New York, them getting together so much. I mean, all those different neighborhoods. I know. That would never work today. It's like Uber surging. I can't come to your nailing. Exactly. Sorry. Totally. I know. Now yeah. it's like if you have a rich friend, it's just like, oh my gosh, you live on like Avenue C? I feel yeah. like no one, like the only people I know that live in the West Village pretend like they're roughing it, but. I, they're doing fine. I no one. I don't feel like anyone's roughing. It's so like in the West. I, anytime anyone is asked the New York question of like unlimited amount of money, where would you want to live? West Village. And I'm always like West Every Village. Yeah. And I'm like it's not. I I love New York. I, West Village is not the coolest neighborhood. There's a lot like cooler thing, and there's a lot of things that like used to be there that are cooler. But I'm like hands down would always live there. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's nice. It's, great. it's convenient. It's picturesque. It's still. It's got. Still has good bars. Good restaurants. White Horse Tavern's there. White Horse mm -hmm. Tavern there. Mm -hmm. Dylan Tavern. Thomas. Dylan, Dylan Thomas. Dylan Thomas died. Yeah. And uh, Kerouac got thrown out. That's where Bob Dylan got his name. His name was Robert Zimmerman, and he changed it to Bob Dylan from Dylan Thomas because he used to play at that bar. There you go. I was there the other night with your roommate, Kevin, and there were two girls, two women, getting high in the bar, hitting on a guy, and they were jersey as hell. <laughs> Still crazy things going on at that bar. You know, the, at that bar, do you know the White Horse Tavern? Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be 25 and over to get it. They, they, I... When I went last week, they've changed it. It says 21 because I think mm -hmm. someone got in their case because it used to say 25 for a long time. Because they, they were just want... like, yeah, we don't want annoying people here. Yeah. I freaking um, love that. Great bar. Tortilla Flats is in the West Village. Which Tortilla Ooh, Flats yeah. is That's on the show, the City right? Bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It is at least one time because I used to point that out on my Sex of the City tours. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't, do you know what episode it's featured in? No. Also, okay. tell her what was happening when you were taking those, when you were giving those tours. I, I was just never good. I'd never seen an episode, but I did Sex in the City tours. You faked it. Maybe. Yeah. Oh! oh wow. And with that, let's move to our Cosmo scale. That was a perfect bridge. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So the last thing we do on the show is we go around the circle and we rate the episode from one to five Cosmos. Mm -hmm. Five being the best episode you've ever seen. One being uh, awful. Uh, you don't have to go first. Does okay. anyone want to volunteer to go first? I'll go first. Uh, I'm I'm giving this one four Cosmos. Mm -hmm. I think that's the highest rating I've done. Maybe uh, I think it wow. had comedy. Mm -hmm. It had drama. Mm -hmm. Had it. The Kevin this after we watched it. It was like it felt longer because mm -hmm. I think the writing was so tight. There was a lot into it. Mm -hmm. It also had Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it had great celebrity sightings. It also I think out of the things we've seen was maybe the most New York episode. Yeah. 
it just felt totally. like like you could you could spot places that felt New York. It did, it wasn't like oh that would never happen. It felt like you mm-hmm. know they well, had that cover story is something that would totally have been in New York magazine totally. mm-hmm. before like this world became a garbage fire. Like that is definitely like a cover story. And my one of my favorite things about this episode is the sub headline. I don't know if you guys noticed on the mm-hmm. where it's a single and fabulous question mark. The line is eat, drink, and never be married. Oh. Which I think is just like, <laughs> yeah. like but that, so good. That's totally like a New York magazine totally. bio piece or whatever. Yeah. I, I would I'm gonna copy you. I'm gonna go with a four. I think <laughs> every every character gets a good amount of screen time. They they make interesting stories. I like how sometimes the uh one of the girls was a victim of being faked, and sometimes they were the ones faking. And I love the double fake with Charlotte. Uh, I love what Carrie said that in a different life, they could have spent like a, uh, or in a different scenario, they could have spent a happy life with one another. Uh, And that's very true. Um, I don't know. Great episode. Funny. Like you said, all the things you said. Four. Four Cosmos. Four Cosmos. I, I'm going to say Four Cosmos as well. Wow. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of synergy happening. Season two has really not kicked off in a strong way for me so far. I'm enjoying watching them, but this was the first one that I was like super solid. Even the, even the one time they looked at the, they did the looking at the camera. I feel like they nailed it with the guy yeah. doing the sign I hate language. that trope. Oh, the, them but, looking at the camera. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we know it's on its way out. Yeah. But this that goes was, away. Thank God. This was a pretty good joke that she's like her faking it. She's yeah. like, I don't, I, I mean, but, um, I thought, yeah, I just thought it was good. I thought it was funny. I thought it was realistic. I thought there was actual depth to the characters of um, Samantha's moment and Carrie like leaving by being like, I, I'm doing, I was going to do this for my own validation and I'm mm-hmm. going to leave. I thought it was cool. Yeah. And I just thought it was funny. You know, some of those newsstands that just have magazines mm-hmm. that are there from six years ago. I just imagine if there were certain ones if that just stayed up at some newsstand like forever because there's like something the, like in the back glass at the newsstand yeah yeah, forth, like, yeah i was just like, like feeling bad for being like oh i hope um, that comes back in like season six yeah it's just there still i feel like it's not but it'd be amazing it would be fun if turtle doesn't come back there's no way that matters turtle i don't sorry happy, happy world turtle day we celebrated that Aww. on instagram Nice. It was real turtles, but we just put up <laughs> pictures of turtle. <laughs> Bernie right. Turtle Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this episode a solid 3.5 Cosmos. Oh, wow. I, I think that's pretty good for someone who's hey, seen the whole series. Yeah. Thank you for not faking it and saying no, four. <laughs> No, no, 3.5. I think because it's the first time because, you know, it's like early in the second season. Like, yeah, the show, the women doing what they want to do and they're single and they're having fun and like everyone should have this life. And it's the first time where they're kind of like introspective and it's like, oh, is this really like, are mm. we really happy? Is this something that we want to pursue? Like funny because like the show's 20 years old and like if you were single you know at 32 it was like you're an old maid mm-hmm. right, right. and now it's like that's normal mm-hmm. yeah you know i have friends that are like, younger than me that are married i'm like ew what's, yeah <laughs> what's wrong with you so times cool. have changed what would you say felt like the least new york moment in that if there's something that just rang super fake not from who grew up here yeah and has lived here your whole life that was just like all right, that's not true. That was fake, Darren. Good. I I don't know any salsa clubs. Oh, <laughs> really? Maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. But yeah, I wonder. I certainly to. not. Um, the certainly not people like uh, Samantha and carrying them going to those. There's a salsa that's true. dance place on Fourth Avenue in Brooklyn. 
and I it looks nothing like the club they were in. Yeah. It's not it's not like a fun club like that. It's just like where you go take dance lessons. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if some of those like closed up. Maybe. That maybe it was more popular like 20 probably, years ago. Probably because the owner was hitting on women and standing them up at dinner. Yeah, yeah exactly. He lost Word his clientele. <laughs> Do you remember when swing dancing was huge for a little bit? Yes. That was, it was probably like that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for having before me. Before you go, I want, I want the hardest Sex and the City trivia question that you got. Oh, I had one and it flew out of my head. Well, before if maybe you can get it back, but before you do that, tell us where we can find you on social media and stuff so people can follow you. Sure. You can follow me on Instagram at by Felicia Pollock. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter at just Felicia Pollock. I'm just, you know, I got lazy. Yeah, I made I the it. Twitter account. Um, well, thank you. If you ever have another uh Sex and the City trivia night, mm-hmm. um, maybe we could like do a little like collab. Oh my god, that would be so fun. <laughs> And uh, do you have a question? Can you remember the question? Can you remember a question? I can come up with one like off the top of my head. All right. Um, okay. What church does Steve's mother belong to? Bringing it back to Steve talk. Wow. What church does Steve's mother belong to? If that- you know the answer, write it on our Instagram. And borough. I want church name and what borough. All right. Wow. Here's the thing. If you, whoever, whoever gets this. We're going to send you a the first person to get it. The first person to get this, not first person, message us, message us, DM them or put it. We need to figure out a way to to give this to someone and we'll give you a, a Sex in the City book. We yeah. have books written by Jennifer Cation Armstrong. She wrote the book Sex in the City and Us. So if you get that right, DM it to us. We'll pick a winner and we will send you a book. We'll Perfect. do that. We'll if you if you. We'll put you in like a lottery and then we'll do the lottery like live and show everybody who who got it. There we go. Awesome. Um, so to get that book, put it in. Thank you so much. Thanks, Felicia. Felicia Thank, Thank you, you guys. so much. This Take care. so fun. Bye, Felicia. Bye. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Bye. The Bradshaw Boys stars Corey Cavan, John Sieber, and Kevin James Doyle. The show is produced by Jeremy L. Balin. For more information on the guys, check out their website at bradshawboys.com on social media at the Bradshaw Boys. And if you see them in the street, Tip your glass. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.